You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Matthew Sullivan on the call. Matthew, really appreciate it. And he's with quantumre.com. And I'm going to make sure to put that in the show notes because it is spelt a slightly different. It's Q-U-A-N-T-M-R-E.com. And I really appreciate your time. But today we're going to be talking about unlocking some of the equity in your home. That's right. So I really Thank appreciate you. your time, Matthew. Yeah, Jack, thank you for having me on. It's, it's a pleasure to be on. So this is a concept that I think, you know, frankly, has been underserved on this show. And a lot of people struggle, especially when it comes to real estate investing on how they can afford to buy that first rental property. Um, but uh, in your situation, I know that a lot of people actually use the term house rich cash poor. And can you talk yes. about that term and and what, how they can maybe make use of some equity they might have in their house. Thank you. Well, the f- equity or home equity is a funny thing. It's, um, it's wrapped in um, all sorts of psychological and legacy attachments. In other words, you know, many people are brought up so that whatever you do, don't touch the equity in your home. You know, don't, don't you know, just use anything other than that. You know, sell your dog for scientific experiments, but do not under any circumstances touch your equity. But the biggest issue is, is that for most people, the bulk of their wealth is in their home equity. Um, and I think the some of the numbers are astonishing. There's over $16 trillion of home equity in residential homes in the United States. And there are more than uh, 15 million homes where the homeowners have more than 50% equity. So for all of those people, home equity represents probably the bulk of your wealth. And here's the issue. If you want to unlock that, or, you know, get your hands on it so you can actually do something with it, the only way you can do that is to go back to the bank and to get deeper into debt. And mm-hmm. you, you do that by a cash out refinance, a second mortgage, a home equity line of credit. If you qualify, you might consider a reverse mortgage. Those are all different flavors of debt. And ultimately, what that means is that you've got, you know, in most cases, monthly payments that you didn't have before. You've got this sort of looming specter. If you miss a payment, then, you know, the bank can come in and take your home away from you. So that's why I think most people are quite frightened um, well, not frightened, but they're just averse to going back into debt. But a home equity agreement is a very different animal altogether. We are investors, not lenders. Now, mm. what that means is in exchange for a lump sum that we invest in your property, uh, we get the right to share in some of the appreciation when you sell the home. So the trade, if you said earlier, as you said, or rather, as you said earlier, you've got house rich and cash poor on one side. The other side of the equation is, how about I got loads of cash, 
and I want to get invested in residential homes. So the investors want to find a way of investing in homes that are not for sale. And for them, it's a great um, investment opportunity because they can participate as partners with the homeowner. They don't have to own the home, which means they don't have to deal with all of the cost and uh, you know all of those uh, sort of friction points of having to actually deal with a home with all the you know the maintenance and the you know, dealing with renters. So uh, they we co-invest with a, a homeowner, but the great thing is we don't go on title. We're not a co-owner. We just share in some of the appreciation. Now, what that means for a homeowner, to answer your your, your point, is that we can unlock up to half a million dollars. Uh, from your home equity, that's if you, you know, if you if you've got enough equity there to start with. There are no monthly payments for up to thirty years because it's not a loan. So why would we charge monthly payments? There's no interest. Doesn't appear as debt on your credit report because it isn't debt, and you've got access to that. And there's no immediate tax implications. So it's not income. It's not capital gains. All of that is deferred until you actually sell your home and you settle up with the uh, tax man then. So for people that have homes where they've built up substantial amounts of equity, but they don't want to go back and borrow it, or maybe they can't because it's outside of their, you know, if, they, if they've only got a certain amount of rental income, then maybe the bank just won't lend you money. But this is a great way of tapping into that equity without the burden of monthly payments, which you can then use to expand your portfolio or to invest in um, some other product or some other asset class that generates cash flow or or just gives you the ability to diversify out of what is essentially a large concentrated non-financial asset. Yeah. So, you know, on its surface, this, you know, I hate to be this blunt, but it sounds too big, too good to be true. I mean, what, what is, you're not the first person to say that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like so how does quantum me quantum re make money at this you know i know you under you you uh well we're investors. The, i'll tell you exactly it's a question and it's i'm so pleased you asked that because that is the immediate response that people get because they hear no monthly payments mm -hmm. and they equate that to free money right well it's not because we make our return when you sell your home. If your home has gone up in value, then some of the amount of that appreciation goes to us in addition to our to the return of our original investment. Sure. So in other words, let's say you had a $100,000 home um, for the sake of round numbers, and we invested in 10% of the equity. So that's we gave you $10,000. That's our investment. And let's say you stayed in the home for a few years and your home went up to $110,000 in value. Mm -hmm. So it's appreciated by $10,000. So if you sold the home at that point or you decided you wanted to buy back the agreement, you would give us back our $10,000. That's our original investment. And then we would say we want 30% because we don't just take 10%, we take a slightly magnified share. We also want 30% of the appreciation. So 30% of 10,000 is 3,000. So our original investment was 10. We get back 13. So that's mm -hmm. a good return for us. It's been great for you, though, because you've had use of that $10,000. 
with no monthly payments. And because it's not a loan, so there is no interest, there are no monthly payments because we get our payment at the back end when you sell your home. You can do something with that $10,000 that makes you much more than $13,000. So the idea is that you use that money to invest in something that gives you a much better return than what it's ultimately going to cost you. Sure. So uh, how do you decide whether somebody is a good fit for your program? We look at the property primarily. So unlike a lender that looks at the person and says, do you have the ability to borrow more money? Do you have the, the income or the credit score? First of all, we look at the property. Do you have enough equity in the property? So in order to qualify, you need to have around 60%, maximum 60% loan to value, which means you've got about 40% equity. So that's where you need to start. Um, and then we can think about unlocking. Um, in most cases, we unlock no more than 20% of the value of your home. In some cases in California, for example, we can go up to sort of you know, mid to late 30s, maybe even 40%. But we're looking primarily at the property, how much equity there is, and where is the property? If you're in a rural area, we're probably going to say no. If you're in a main, <coughs> excuse me, uh, metropolitan um, service area um, where it's relatively easy to price your home, we're likely to say yes. We don't operate in every state. So we and our uh, partners, we operate across 19 states at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, but really, as I said, to answer your question, we're looking primarily at how much equity there is in the home. And then we're going to start asking questions um, about you. I mean, give us an idea about your income. What is your credit score? Because um, if your credit score is really low, that's kind of below 500 then that's an indication that we might have some problems further down the road where you may not be able to continue to pay your mortgage. And that's going to have an impact on us. So we do take credit scores into account, but you know, at a very low level. Um, and again, income and all of those characteristics will take into account just to make sure that we can build confidence that you're likely to be able to continue to meet your obligations as a homeowner. Sure. You know, this is this is a relatively newer concept for me. So how long has this been a a thing? Like uh, Yeah, it's around 10 years. So the original um and and again this is different to a tenancy in common. So mm -hmm. the most important difference is this is not co-ownership. Now co-ownership has been around for, you know, millennia. Um but this is an option agreement that does not transfer any ownership to the homeowner but does give some rights to the investor to share in the economic returns of the property. Now, that's very important because there's no ownership change, and that means that there's no revaluation of the taxation situation in terms of property taxes. It doesn't trigger any due-on-sale clauses for the mortgage. Um, but it's this type of agreement, this type of option agreement, has been around for about 10 years. Uh, it was originated by a company called Equity Key in San Diego, um, and really, over the last three to four years, more and more companies are, uh, and there's about half a dozen of us at the moment who are offering these types of agreements. Um, I think we're going to see a huge increase in adoption of this type of way of unlocking capital. And I would predict that in you know probably five to 10 years, 
uh, it will become a mainstream product. So um, as a as a, a homeowner, you'll be able to go to the bank and they will offer you loans as well as these types of you know equity participation agreements. Sure. Just to remind everybody, we're talking to Matthew Sullivan. He's with Quantum RE. If you go to the YouTube channel, you can see how it's spelled. It's Q-U-A-N-T-M-R-E.com uh, for some more information. But, um, you know, I'm, let's flip this flip the side here a little bit. Uh, do you also offer, you know, you're you're already talking to homeowners who are trying to unlock equity, but do you talk to people that want to participate in what you're doing as well? Like as yes. Investors? And again, what you, you, what you've managed to do is, um, you know, hit the nail on the head two out of two now. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the other side of the equation is, okay, so it's a $15 trillion market that no one's investing in at the moment. Um, it's a huge untapped real estate asset. So yes, we are absolutely determined to make this type of investment opportunity available to smaller investors. And that's that's been our plan. We've been around for three years. Uh, we've been focused over the last 18 months to two years on originating transactions. So that's getting homeowners to understand how this is a, a great option for them to unlock their capital. What we now want to do is open this type of investment up to smaller investors. So our platform has been designed to make home equity accessible, investable, and tradable. Now, tradable is a very critical uh, part of this equation as well. So as an investor, our platform will enable you to go on and you'll be able to see a map of all of the potential investments you can make, all of the home equity agreements that we own, where you can buy some or all of that agreement. So we are uh, using blockchain technologies to fractionalize these individual home equity agreements that are real estate assets with a return profile secured by real estate. So our platform will fractionalize these. So as a smaller investor, our plan, which and you know, we're, we're, we're pretty confident we'll be able to get this done by the end of the year, you'll be able to go on and choose your own portfolio of properties. So if you've always wanted to build a pro portfolio of properties in Newport Beach, California, and uh, you know, uh, you know, Sacramento or something like that, you'll be able to invest a couple of thousand dollars by putting a few hundred dollars into this property here and a few hundred into that property there. And then every month we revalue those investments based on how the underlying home has performed. And most importantly, um, our plan is to enable you to sell those fractions whenever you want as well. So once your the, the underlying asset has increased and once the value of your fractionalized investment has gone up, our platform will, will enable you um, it, you know, in a, a very uh, compliant from a regulatory perspective, because this is a, a security that we're talking about here, you'll be able to sell those into the marketplace and get some cash out that you can then you know, use for something or reinvest into another property. So is it your platform already allow this? Uh, it does. It allows you to buy from a homeowner. You're able to um, give us your details, calculate the amount of equity. So the homeowner side is working. We are still um, uh, building the trading side of it. We've been building it for three years now. 
and really just waiting for the rest of the world to catch up. And I don't mean that in a, uh, you know, in a silly sort of way, but um, waiting for blockchain technologies and the regulatory environment and really people's understanding about what these things are. You know, mm -hmm. three years ago, people would say, well, where's the cash pay and where's the liquidity? And do I have to wait 30 years for someone to sell their home before I get my money back? So we, you know, we're just waiting. We have been waiting for this to become more widespread, and I think that 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 point is happening now. But but it's not it's not live yet, but it will be live um, in stages over the next three to six months. So you know, we're 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 busy working hard behind the scenes, um, you know, making all of that happen. So yeah, so I, I have to call you, give you credit. You you're the first person I've I've done this show for a few years here now, and you're the first person. Who has brought up blockchain on the show? Yes, <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> well, no, I'm just it's it's a sign of the times, you know. One of those things. I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to some of this stuff, and and um, it's very telling because a lot, unfortunately, a lot of the real estate industry is is yeah. behind the curve on a lot of this technology. Yes, I mean, what <clears throat> we're using the technology for. Um, is you see, blockchain is a very efficient way of keeping track of transactions. It is a distributed ledger technology, and and I know it sounds you know obvious to say that. If you try and use it for the wrong thing, you know you are putting your square peg into the round hole. Um, but um, using blockchain to keep track of all of these, you know atoms of people's properties and these home equity agreements is an ideal use case. Now, we are uh, partnered with a company called Algorand, which is very much at the forefront of blockchain technology that's been designed for securities and for DeFi. Now, DeFi is this whole, you know, uh, sort of distributed finance or, uh, you know, decentralized finance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our view, along with everyone else's view in this in in, in the blockchain world, is that um, there will be a number of platforms which are which will effectively floating in space, as it were, where you can buy and sell really interesting things, like you know fractions of people's homes or securities, um, where you could buy maybe ten dollars worth of Amazon stock or something like that. Mm -hmm. All of that will be powered by these super light, thin technologies that are robust and reliable um, and trustworthy, which is really the promise that, you know, blockchain gives us. Sure. So, you know, you, you were talking about how this isn't technically like what we would typically see as a home equity, home equity loan. You know, it's not a second mortgage. It's not, how is the investor protected in, in that aspect then? Well, it, it's, he's protected or she, you know, is protected by a lien. So the investor, um, we record a lien on property, uh, on the property. So the agreement itself, which is characterized in language that's very similar to a trust deed, but obviously it's not a loan, but it has similar characteristics. So, you know, there is a certain amount that was uh, initially invested. When the property goes through the sales process, the contract will reference the amount that needs to be repaid both out of the original, um, the original investment plus the way that the share of the increase in value is calculated. So all of that is uh, is really uh, you know put into the trust document, which we refer to as a performance deed of trust. 
um, and that is secured by a lien on the property. Sure. Okay. So um, with with all of that, um, I know that this is a really loaded question, and you're probably going to end up having to give me a pretty wide range. But what would somebody expect as a return? Um, well, I think the returns typically that we are getting, and this is based on uh, audited uh, information through one of the funds that we work with, is you know double digits to sort of low teen returns. So that is the sort of return that we are targeting. Uh, it's an equity return, um, and that's based on uh, effectively like a, a leveraged return based on the underlying house uh, house house price index. So if the house price index goes up by say four percent, then the investors should be able to get about a three times return of that, because the the way the agreements work is you get a multiple of the uh, amount that you invest as a share of the appreciation. So what I mean by that is if I buy into 10% of your uh, you know, home equity, I don't just get 10% of the appreciation. Mm-hmm. I get 30% of the appreciation, which is effectively a, a 3x return on the underlying house price index. So we, you know, we are realistically um, discussing targeted returns of, you know, you know, low teens. And as I said, that's based on audited figures. And and obviously, you know, historical performance is not an indication of future performance. Um, you know, but we know that residential real estate historically does outperform inflation. Um, and so it's, you know, it, it, the returns should be, you know, attractive to investors. And you've been doing this a while now. You said, you know, the, the homeowner can be in their house for 30 years and they wouldn't have to buy out your contract until then. But how how soon do you typically see that those homeowners cashing out or selling? Well, we're or- beginning to see uh, the, the modeling that we've done and the evidence that we're seeing shows that, you know, people that take out these agreements don't stay in their homes any longer than a normal sort of homeowner profile would be. So what that means is people are still moving on average, you know, every seven years. Um, People that take out uh, these agreements, funnily enough, we're seeing uh, in some cases, they, you know, they settle them earlier because what we do is we enable them to get back on their feet financially. So because it's not a loan, um, they can use it to restore their uh, credit score um, and if they can get their credit score up into the 700s, which is entirely possible to do, um, then suddenly they're able to, uh, you, you know, get the sort of HELOCs or the loans that they couldn't get. So some people actually buy us out with loans um, because, you know, that's that, that's their choice. Um, but we're not seeing, you know, you know just because you take out a 30-year agreement, we're not seeing people, um, the evidence is that they're not, it doesn't look like they're going to be staying in there for any 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 longer. In the same way, if you if you take out a thirty year mortgage, uh, you know you don't have to stay in your home for thirty years. Right, right. So, is there um, with that? I just want to remind everybody: head over to quantumre.com. Uh, I know that you're pretty active on all the social media as well, but uh, this is Matthew Sullivan, and uh, Matt also has. I never asked you if if Matt is okay, or is it Matt? Yes, it's fine. Yes, please. What do I say? You can call me whatever you like. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> yes, absolutely. yes. But uh, you also have a podcast, Hooked on Startups. I really want to send everybody there too to check that out. 
It's very kind. Thank you. Um, yeah, I started that three plus year, you know, four years ago, I think, and I did fifty nine episodes. And then I thought I'm just going to put it on hold for like a couple of weeks because that's when I launched Quantum RE and we started building that. So three years later, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the uh, you know or the interregnum, the uh, the period of uh, um, hiatus extended rather than being a month and ended up being three years. But season two of Hooked on Startups, um, I did my first recording yesterday. Um, so, you know, watch out world, you know, I'm back. So I think we've got four listeners so far. <laughs> so if we, you know, if we get eight, we can have a hundred percent increase in our uh, our audience. So, well, four of you go over and check that out. Subscribe to his show. Um Thank I'm going to, I'm going to end, I usually end uh, the show a different way here, but I'm going to ask you something completely different. Um, since you're a founder of a company, you're three years into this right now. And you're the expression on your face already tells me, oh, well, what is he going to ask me here now? <laughs> yes, yes. Give me some uh, lessons you've learned. I, I think one of those things that I, as real estate investors, a lot of people get into real estate investing. It's a side hustle. Um, they've been sold this concept of get rich quick. I think one of the big lessons is, is that they have to treat it like a business. Yes. What are those three lessons, if you have three lessons that you've learned in your journey towards building this platform? Uh, I completely agree with you. And I, I always say that any type of investing where you're an active investor, even if you're a passive investor, you know, do your research. If you're an active investor, you know, you're absolutely right. Treat it like a job. Now, you know, the path for quantum has not been easy, um, you know, because we're trying to do something new. And as you said, the first question you asked was, this is too good to be true. So we have all of these different uh, friction points or sort of challenges that we have to overcome. Mm -hmm. So the easiest thing to do is say, well, I'm just going to, you know, the first time we hit a bump in the road, you go, well, it's just too hard. Um, it doesn't work out. So you know, you've got to have a, a rather large degree of um, grit or determination or, 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 or just the ability to um, stick at something. Uh, now, I, I love this business. Um, you know, every day, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, I don't want to use the word passion because it's just so overused, but I still, I love it. I love, you know, what we're doing because I think it's really important to be able to offer an alternative to homeowners um, who are stuck because I remember so many occasions where I had no money, but I had tons of cash and no one would lend me anything because all my money was locked up in this, in this house. So for me, it's a, uh, a bit of a, you know, I, I want to make that happen, but also I love the, uh, the innovation, both from a legal perspective, from a securities, from a technology perspective. So I'm creating something. So um, despite that, uh, you know, it would have been so easy to give up. So, you know, success is 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. So it's the ability to stick at something. And if you've got a vision, don't let other people dissuade you, you know, be coachable, listen to them. But don't, you know, this is your idea. And in, in most cases, people haven't had your idea and they don't have the same passion that you do. Um, and so you are probably the only person that can make this work. So all these other people that are giving you advice, 
um, you know, you can be grateful for their advice, but stick to your your guns because you will make it work. Um, and the other thing is that if you do believe in something um, and you work at it hard enough, and those two are very important, you know, brothers in the uh, you know pathway to success, then there is a, an inevitability about what you do, and it will happen. So, in other words, if you stick at something and drive it with enough energy, then it has this inevitableness. I've just created a word. It has an, an inevitability. <laughs> Please, for God's sake, take that out in the edits. But it has this inevitability. So, um, uh, you know, those are the things that, uh, um, that, that I've learned. And, and, you know, it's everyone knows that. It's not, it's not a miraculous sort of, uh, you know, road to Damascus speech. It's just common sense, really. But it's, um, you, you learn the hard way. So, you know, you've got to be old and ugly to be able to sort of learn this. And hopefully you can pass that on to one can pass it on to people so they don't have to go through the same pain. No, that's that was that's some great lessons there. I really appreciate your time here. And was there anything that you wish we would have uh, covered here today that I forgot to ask or missed? To ask? No, I think you did. A, you know, you asked some fabulous questions, and there's obviously lots of there's lots to what we do. Um, you know, there are you know in the agreement, as you would expect, there are terms and conditions. Um, there's nothing hidden. Um, there are no out-of-pocket expenses. We don't ask you to stump up the cash for the appraisal. You know, we'll do that, but we will take it out of the money that we invest. So don't worry, we'll we'll make sure that we get paid back. Um, but but no, there's nothing there. But you know, give us a call, um, find out more. We've got a free guide that we can send you. Um, you know, it's not for everyone. Many people we've had we've helped hundreds of homeowners, but it's not for everyone. But um, you know, uh, just contact us, and we'd love to tell you more about it. Yeah, I'll make sure every all of those links are in the show notes. Really appreciate your time. It was great to chat with you here today. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. It's uh, it my absolute pleasure. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes, and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.